Thanks for joining us for worship. Due to the current COVID-19 measures, we're not able to gather in person. However, our communities need your support more than ever, and every offering is a blessed gift. Did you know that you can specify if you'd like your offering used for our local missions and services that go directly to help those in our community that need it the most? We'd like to thank each and every one of you whether you've donated time or treasure to keep our churches going through the current COVID-19 measures. If you'd like to send an offering, you can send it to treasurer at graceunitedhanover.ca or mail 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, Canada, N4N1V6. Friends, as we join together in worship, we know we are not alone. God is with us, and God's Spirit is joining us together over social distance, at home and in person here. God's Spirit is with us, leading us to this time of praise. Come, let us worship. A couple of announcements for today. Um, there is no in-person Good Friday service, so please join us on um, Whiteman TV at 1.30. There was a mistake in the email on Friday that said 9.30 a.m. It's at 1.30 on Friday. Whiteman's is airing our Good Friday service that's been pre-recorded. We are sharing it with Harriston United Church. We are also, be sh the service will also be available at any time after 12.30 a.m. Um, on YouTube, on our YouTube page. And we join together in marking that holy and, um, and powerful day together from our homes. A reminder that Sally is doing our Easter messages again this year. If you are interested in sending an Easter message of hope and love to one of our seniors in the church, please contact Sally. Or if you don't have Sally's contact information, please call the church office. As well, um, for those who are worshiping with us in person, please remember that following local health unit guidelines, we'll not be singing our hymns or speaking our responses and prayers today. You are invited to sing and say the words internally, and if you'd like to move around and clap during the service, you're welcome to do that as well. And as we gather together today for worship, we remember that we are gathered on traditional territory, that for thousands of years, indigenous people have walked upon this land, and that their lives and their land are connected to this place, their lives and their spirits are connected to this place. As we worship today, we recognize that we are all treaty people. We are part of Saugeen Treaty 45 and a half, and we are gathered on the traditional territory of the Haudenosaunee, Ojibwe, Anishinaabek, and Métis people. We acknowledge the pain and broken relationship that has come with colonization and a history filled with oppression and racism. We pray that the God who brings hope to all things may lead us in working towards building right relationship and a future of love and justice. Friends, come, let us worship. May the light of Christ shine brightly in our lives and all around us. Today's mission and service, new hope and new life, Jesse's story, 
Jesse's story is proof that your generosity through mission and service truly does help transform lives. The transformation that began on Palm Sunday is at the heart of the Easter story. It's at the heart of Jesse's story, too. When he was 12 years old, Jesse had a traumatic brain injury. His life instantly changed because his brain didn't function the way it once did. By the time he was 17, Jesse had been hospitalized 32 times. Through the ups and downs, his mother took care of him. She was his rock. And then sadly, three years ago, she died of cancer. Without his mother, Jesse's life spiraled out of control. Two years ago, he survived the painfully cold winter, sleeping in a storage unit. I lost 40 pounds and all hope. Finally, on one forlorn morning, I made a final attempt to better my situation by reaching out to Stella's Circle, a mission and service partner. Without hesitation, they opened their arms, says Jesse. Since that fateful morning, their staggering support and generosity has completely altered my life. Because of them, I now dwell in a home that I can call my own. They've helped me obtain the counseling services needed to heal from my past and have even provided me with a washing machine. There has rarely been a day they haven't sought me out to ask about my well-being or if I needed anything. Jesse is now completing a Greenhouse Technician College program. He also leads a new social enterprise at Stella Circle that grows produce for sale. Thanks to the team at Stella Circle, I have found new hope and a proper foothold to help me propel into a more prosperous future, he says. Jesse's story is living proof that your generosity through mission and service truly does help transform lives. Jesus lived, died, and rose again to show us what it means to shelter each other with God's transforming love, a love stronger than injustice, deeper than despair, and more expansive than poverty. Everyone deserves love. No one should be sleeping in a storage unit. No one should go hungry. No one should feel alone. Everyone is someone's child. Let's be the hands and feet of the risen Christ for everyone who needs to feel his abiding love. You and I can do something to help. Please make a special Easter gift through mission and service. Thank you so much for your generosity. Today's scripture reading comes from Mark chapter 11, verses 1 to 11. Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. When they were approaching Jerusalem at Bethphage and Bethany, near the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Just say this, the Lord needs it and will send it back here immediately. They went away and found a colt tied near a door outside in the street. As they were untying it, some of the bystanders said to them, what are you doing untying the colt? They told them what Jesus had said, and they allowed them to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus, 
and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Then he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. May you hear the words of my mouth, and may all the meditations of all of our hearts be blessed by God. The car pulled up alongside me as I was walking our dog, Mia. 
The driver rolled down the window and, and extended his hand, and in his hand was a little folded, dried palm cross. I thought you might like this, the driver said. It was Palm Sunday many years ago. Jessica and I were living in Inglehart in northeastern Ontario, and I was serving a church 30 minutes south in New Liskert. Jessica, my wife, served in Inglehart. A spring ice storm had swept across northern Ontario in the night, one of those unexpected ice storms. And while we woke up in Inglehart to rain, New Liskert was coated in ice. That morning I received a phone call from the chair of my church board and we had to cancel worship. It's one of the worst feelings as a minister to have to cancel worship on a Sunday morning. So I joined with Jessica at her church and while it was a wonderful service, all morning I kept thinking about my own congregation and about how much I wanted to be with them on that day to celebrate Palm Sunday. I kept thinking of all the preparation, the children ready to do a special presentation, the sermon writing, the palms that were sitting in the sanctuary. I thought about how Palm Sunday is one of those very few services throughout the year that you can't reuse the next week. So I was in a bit of a funk when I took my dog out at lunch, missing my church and missing the, sun, the Palm Sunday that we couldn't share together. And that's when Harvey saw me. I knew Harvey from Rotary. Harvey and his wife saw me walking while they drove home from their church. Harvey and his wife attended the Anglican Church in Inglehart. And their minister hadn't been able to make it to their service that day because they lived 40 minutes south and she was iced in. Harvey and his wife saw me while they were driving home. And Harvey realized that if their minister couldn't make it up, I probably didn't make it down to my church. So he pulled over and he handed me one of his palm crosses. I thought you might like it, he said. And he was absolutely right. I not only liked it, but I needed it that day. I needed that reminder that he offered, that holiness is found even when the day goes nothing like you had carefully planned. And when you find yourself longing and struggling and feeling out of place, I needed that act. That year, the Palm Sunday processional found me not in a church with waving palms and excited children, not in preaching and hymn singing, not in shouts of Hosanna, but instead in an extended hand and an act of compassion. The palms procession that we hear in our gospel reading today is a very powerful scene. Jesus is enacting scripture's ancient promise of a new ruler ushering in God's reign of peace and justice and wholeness. Instead of a war horse, the new ruler will ride on a donkey. As Jesus and his followers make their way into Jerusalem, crowds form. People set their cloaks and palm branches on the road to form a path and cheer Hosanna. This is a powerful parade of hope in a world where hope was very much needed. The time of Jesus was a time of 
immense poverty, where unjust taxation, quotas, and debt manipulation left so many landless, in poverty, or living as indentured servants, as slaves. Israel is under Roman occupation, resulting in religious leaders and political leaders having to tow the empire's line even when it wasn't the best thing for the people. Otherwise, they'd be expelled and replaced, and they were. Cross poles hung in public places, reminding the people that if anyone, if anyone dared to challenge Roman control, it would result in torture and death. Suffering and struggle were ever-present realities. Many people longed for God's Messiah, the promised one who would usher in God's reign of hope, peace, and justice. They longed for salvation. The word Hosanna has a double meaning. It is a word of praise, and it is also a word meaning save, save now. God saves, praise. God save, prayer. The people are praising Jesus as the one in whom they encounter God's promise for a renewed creation. They are also crying out in longing for salvation, salvation from all that brings them fear and suffering and injustice. Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of God. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Friends, for a second year in a row, we are finding ourselves celebrating Palm Sunday during this pandemic. And while we're back in the sanctuary, some of us are back in the sanctuary, it's different. I'm sure many of us can feel there's no processions, there's no kids marching around handing out palms, there's no shouts of Hosanna and singing those great processional hymns at the top of our lungs. For a second year in a row, we are finding what it's like to say Hosanna in the midst of pandemic. Debbie Thomas, in her commentary on Palm Sunday this year, reflects that two of the common refrains that she keeps hearing people say right now is, there's light at the end of the tunnel, and I can't bear it any longer. I don't know about you, but I find myself regularly uttering both of these refrains. There is light at the end of the tunnel, this long tunnel that we have been journeying through for what feels like so long. Some of us have received our first doses of vaccine. Many of us know people who have. There is light ahead of us. There is hope that by summer, the majority of Canadians will have received their vaccine and that possibly, hopefully, by September, a vaccine for those under 16 will have been approved and administered. There is light at the end of this tunnel. Spring is coming, and I've been hearing so many people celebrating that soon, soon we'll be able to see more people as we sit outside and socially distant visit. There's light at the end of this tunnel. There's a light at the end of this tunnel. So we join in the hosannas of praise of God saves. God is at work in the lives of those who have made this vaccine possible. God saves. God is at work in the way we have cared for one another and helped each other get to this moment. God saves. And there is light 
There is light at the end of the tunnel. And yet, and yet, Debbie Thomas also writes this. On the one hand, the light at the end of the tunnel revives and renews us. On the other hand, it shows us just how bleak and dismal this tunnel have been. In other words, it doesn't take us human beings long to go from praise and pain. I don't know about you, but I feel that. Friends, it's been a long and a tiring road. This year has gone by quickly, and it has gone by painfully slow. We have set aside so much. Sacrifice is the right word for it. Sacrifice means giving a holy offering to God to be blessed. We have sacrificed, we have offered up as a holy offering so much in our lives in order to protect ourselves, our neighbors, and our health care system. Masks are still covering our faces as we mouth our hymns and our prayers and our hosannas. Hand sanitizer still, cracks, or still stings our dried and cracked hands. The daily number of infections and deaths still takes place. The daily numbering of deaths and infections still takes place. And there's always that painful reminder that each and every single one of those numbers is a beloved child of God and it still breaks our hearts. Here we are, and the communal experience we share holds both things true, that there is light at the end of the tunnel, and we can't bear it any longer. In this place, we are gifted. We are gifted with a holy word, a word of praise and a word of pleading. Hosanna, God saves. Hosanna. Please, God, save us now. Jesus' commitment is clear as he marches into Jerusalem and into the temple, proclaiming God's presence and promise. Jesus shows people that God is with them. God is with them in their aching and their struggle, in their longing and their grasping for hope. God is with them, bringing them healing and strength. God is with them, leading them in new ways of love, peace, and justice. God is with them, overturning the powers that bring fear, oppression, and injustice. God is with them, renewing their lives and all creation in a great act of salvation. Into Jerusalem and towards Good Friday, Jesus goes leading the way, ushering in God's kingdom, riding on a donkey as people join in their cries of Hosanna. Debbie Thomas reminds us that the feeling, goes on to remind us that the feelings of hope and struggle that we are facing right now in our lives that so many of us are experiencing day to day are all reflected in this week that we are entering, in Holy Week. She writes, if you resonate with this plea as you come to the end of Lent, may I offer a word of assurance. It's okay. All of this, all of this authentic hope wrapped in all of this honest fear, it's okay. It's what Holy Week is about. If the Palm Sunday story is about anything, it's about dazzling hope and disappointed expectations. 
as we enter into this most difficult and powerful week of our Christian calendar, we are met with the promise that God is with us, always with us. God is here when our hosannas are words of praise and when they are desperate pleas for help. God is here and in Christ we are reminded that there is no oppressive empire too powerful, no fear too debilitating, no injustice too entrenched, no heartbreak too strong, no Good Friday too devastating, and no pandemic too powerful. That God's reign of hope, peace, and justice will not win in the end. God is here with us in our midst, and God is ever leading us towards healing and wholeness for all and for all creation. Today I'm thinking about my friend Harvey, and I'm thinking about that Palm Sunday many years ago, and I'm reminded that Palm, that palm procession continues outside of the walls of the church. It goes out into this world, this world filled with all of its joys and heartbreaks, hopes and fears. It's hosannas and it's hosannas. This procession continues and it continues in you and in me as we embody the good news that God is with us. God is with all of us. God is always with us. So we don't have palm branches that were handed out today. Instead, I invite you to join with me in raising your hands if you're able, or if, you're, if it's more comfortable, look at your hands. I invite you to raise your hands, lift your palms in the air. I invite you to wiggle your fingers, and to wave them at those around you, to wave them at those at home, at those at home to wave them at us. We add our hosannas to this moment. We add our prayers and our praise our hope that there is light at the end of this tunnel and our heartbreaking honesty, I can't bear it anymore. We remember the powerful message. We remember the powerful message of our faith that God is indeed with us and that God is working through each and every one of us. Together, we are part of the body of Christ in this world. We are channels of God's strength and renewal. God's comfort and healing, God's hope and assurance. We are channels of God's love. We, we each and every one of us, we together embody the palm procession that goes into this world. The palms wave as we join the holy procession and walk the path of Christ. Hosanna. Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in God's name. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Hosanna. And thanks be to God. Amen. And let us join together in our prayer. God of transformation, we are reminded this day that Jesus' ride into Jerusalem was more than a show, more than a simple provocation, more than the beginning of a cute celebration. It was a signal that things are changing, an unmistakable, potent message to the powers that be that the world as we know it is becoming the world as it should be. It was a radical act of defiance, 
directed against those in his day who wielded power through violence, oppression, and tyranny. It is no less radical and no less tame for those who do the same today. This simple ride reminds us and tells the whole world that you are indeed coming to make all things new. You are coming to turn weapons of war into instruments of peace. You are coming to release those who find themselves in all manners of bondage, chains of injustice, chains of addiction, chains of conformity and apathy. You are coming to provide food, provide for the poor, food for the hungry, and shelter for the homeless. You are coming to assure the dignity and equality of all who are marginalized or oppressed. You are coming to end violence and division, to provide safe communities and opportunities for education. You are coming to offer healing and wholeness, comfort, consolation, and hope. You are coming to transform all that we know. You are coming to save us. But like humble Jesus riding into town on a lowly colt, you aren't coming in grandeur. You aren't coming with thunder and lightning. You aren't making an epic entrance. You are coming through the mystery of love incarnate, through your church empowered by your spirit, through lives transformed and inspired, through ordinary people like us, blessed by you to do extraordinary things. Come, gracious God, into a world that longs for change, a world that needs your love, a world full of your own children, a world ripe with hope and potential. Blessed are those who come in your name, O God. We have come and we will go. And now we pray. We pray for a coming reality emerging all around us. And in silence, we offer our individual prayers to you. We give you thanks, O oh God, for all who share their gifts, their gifts of time, talent, prayer, love, and money. Bless these gifts and guide their use. We pour out these prayers and join them with the prayers of all creation trusting in your great love and open to the ways in which we can be channels of your love. We pray all this in Jesus' name, as together we rest in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the power, the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Following our blessing and musical benediction, our ushers will direct those who are in person out from the sanctuary, beginning at the back and moving to the front. And we ask that you please do not block the aisles, the entryway, the sidewalks, or anywhere else that people have to get through. And they continue to keep that mindful distance. You continue to be mindful of keeping that safe distance of two, six feet or two meters. We invite those who wish to join us for in-person worship to please RSVP 
by Thursday at 4 p.m. in order to guarantee a spot in the sanctuary. Space is limited due to our COVID-19 health um, procedures. And friends, as we go from here, may we feel God's love stirring in our lives. May we remember the promise that God is always with us. May we continue in this palm procession as we go out to love God's world, to be a symbol and a person of peace, to show God's care in all that we do. May we see the face of Christ in everyone we meet. And may everyone we meet see the face of Christ in us. Go in love, go in peace, and go with God. Amen. Friends, as we find ways of living, worshiping, and connecting during this pandemic, we continue to offer several different ways of worshiping with us at Grace United Church. At home, you can continue to join us for worship on both Whiteman TV and Eastlink TV and on our YouTube page. Printed copies of the sermon and prayers can be found on our website or can be emailed by request or delivered by request. Beginning September 27th, you will also be able to join us once again for in-person worship. For those who are joining us for in-person worship, things will look a little different. Before attending in-person worship, we ask that you RSVP by phoning or emailing the church office by Thursday at 4 p.m. for that Sunday service. Before, attending, before arriving for worship, we ask that you do a self-screening to ensure that you are feeling well and that you have not been in contact with anyone who has been diagnosed with COVID-19 in the last 14 days. When you arrive at Grace, you will be able to enter our sanctuary through the main doors near the sidewalk and the door with the ramp that enters near the, our elevator. Masks or face coverings will be required unless you are unable to wear them while inside the building as per our local health unit guidelines. If you need a mask, we have disposable ones available from the greeters and our ushers. Hand sanitizer is available throughout the building, and we ask that you please sanitize your hands when entering the, the building. Greeters will be present who will welcome you, sign you in, and along with our ushers, will be able to answer any questions that you have. Our elevator is available and following local health unit guidelines, we'll be transporting only individuals in the same social bubble at the same time. Please keep your mask on and face the walls while in the elevator. Our operator will run the elevator as usual. An usher at the top of the stairs will help you off the elevator and into the sanctuary. Our hearing assistant devices are available for the service and are cleaned and sanitized between our services. If you require one, please ask an usher. If you need to use a washroom during the worship service, the washroom in the basement is available. Our ushers can help direct you and our elevator can take you to that floor if needed. After you arrive for worship, our ushers will help you find a seat. We have spaced out our seats 
and we'll be, we will be seating people from the front of the sanctuary to the back of the sanctuary. If you have physical needs that restrict where you can sit, please let our usher know, and they will accommodate you. Following local health unit guidelines, during our service, you will need to keep your mask and face covering on. There will be no singing, choir, or responsive prayers at this time. Following worship, our ushers will help direct people out of the sanctuary from the back of the church to the front. We ask that you are mindful when leaving not to block doorways, our sidewalk, or access to the parking lot. And we ask that you continue to keep safe social distance of two meters. This and more information is available on our website on our COVID-19 updates page on our website, or can be emailed or delivered to you upon request by phoning the church office. We look forward to worshiping with you, whether you choose to continue to worship at home or to join us in person. May God bless you and keep you. Amen. Thanks for joining us for worship. Due to the current COVID-19 measures, we're not able to gather in person However, our communities need your support more than ever, and every offering is a blessed gift. Did you know that you can specify if you'd like your offering used for our local missions and services that go directly to help those in our community that need it the most? We'd like to thank each and every one of you, whether you've donated time or treasure to keep our churches going through the current COVID-19 measures. If you'd like to send an offering, you can send it to treasurer at graceunitedhanover.ca or mail 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, Canada, N4N1V6. Mm -hmm.